Hello. You're listening to the OK Cool podcast with me, Ronnie Chang. This is the episode for 8 March 2016. You're listening to the OK Cool podcast, the podcast that nobody is listening to. So why are you? Why are you listening to this? Thank you for listening. Uh, a little late with this one. It's a Tuesday. And I know I'm supposed to release this on Sundays, but thanks for hanging in there. I got busy. I was. I was busy. Um, no excuses, though. I probably could have done it on Sunday, but I fell asleep. Oh, I know what happened. House of Cards came out. <laughs> so I binge watched the entire season. So I've got to do a podcast. Really bad form. But here I am now. So, you know, uh, thanks for sticking around, I guess. Uh, what is this? Five in a row now? Uh, yeah. Liking my momentum. I'm keeping the momentum with this. Keeping it going. See what happened this week. I can start with the good news or the bad news. What do you want to hear? Bad news? Okay. Bad news is I went to the Apple store in New York and uh, got all my photos wiped out which is super annoying, but it's a mixed story because I got a new phone out of it, but at the same time, I got all my photos wiped out, so I don't know. Did I come up on top? Well, photos, just memories, right? Doesn't mean anything. Phones cost money, man. So I got a new phone. Always take material goods over memories. Ephrural memories, is that how you pronounce it? Man, I can never pronounce words properly. Um, so what happened was the touch ID on my iPhone was broken. Uh, the thing which you can use a fingerprint to, you know, s sign into your phone. The fingerprint scanner was broken. So I went down to the Apple store to repair it. They told me they could try to recalibrate it, but there's a 25% chance that the recalibration would fail and it would brick my phone wiping everything in it. I go, okay. Oh, and then they say, if, if the phone bricks, it will cost me $290 to get a new phone. So I go, all right, I don't mind that, but I got a lot of photos on this. So, you know, I don't, maybe I should go back and back it up first. And the, the genius, Apple genius goes, she looks into my phone settings and she goes, no, your phone's backed up to the cloud because I did have iCloud backups running. But I told her like, hey, look, the photos aren't backed up, so um, I don't think the photos are backed up. It's only other data which has been backed up. And she's like, no, 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 uh, uh, I, iCloud backup is a carbon copy of everything that's on your phone, so your photos are backed up. And I go, okay, well, in that case, let's do it. So she took the phone behind and... To, to the back and she got her people to recalibrate it. Uh, the recalibration failed. My phone got bricked. But this woman was really nice and she spoke to the manager without me even asking. And they gave me a new phone for free. Oh, it cost me $3. So whatever, right? New phone, it's essentially for free. So she was really nice. She, was, she really cared and she was concerned about, you know, making sure I, uh, she really took care of me. Um, so I got a new phone and I tried restoring my stuff and all my apps and settings came back, but you guessed it, photos did not come back. So uh, Apple store manager called me today about it, 
two days later because I left some feedback about the incident and he apologized for it. And hey, I, I hope I didn't get her in trouble, but um, uh, she was super nice and I told him that she was super nice. And the, look, the truth is, I think it's on me, okay? If I really valued those photos enough, I would have insisted on going home and backing them up. But I didn't, so there you go. So it's really disappointing. Um, I had some photos. I mean, in my head, the way I rationalized it was I try not to be too attached to things. Um, so I didn't want to be attached to these memories that weren't really real. I mean, the memories happened in my head, right? I don't need photos to like justify it. But that being said, like I don't need photos to prove to myself that this stuff happened, you know? Um, but that being said, it was a very memorable time in my life. So maybe I should have had photos. I, I, it, the photos I lost were during a period where I got on the daily show. I filmed my own pilot. I got engaged. So three pretty important times in my life. Um, that being said, look, I got on the daily show and everything I've done on the show, we got photos of, as, as in we have footage of. You know what I mean? Like, I there's actual footage of me on the show. So that's okay. And also, same thing with my pilot. We took behind-the-scenes photos, and also we took... We have footage of what we filmed. And as for my engagement, uh, happy to say that my fiancé transferred all the photos from my phone to her phone as soon as I took them. So she's got the engagement photos. So you know what? I think we're actually okay. I think we're okay. I've managed to... I managed to like scrounge up some of the photos as well from from um, when I sent it to other people. So, for example, when I went to visit Manchester, New Hampshire uh, last month, my old hometown, I took like a Snapchat video, which I sent to my mom. So the video was still there. So I managed to get that video back. You know, a lot of photos I lost, though. But first of all, it's on my own fault. And second of all, I guess it wasn't that big a deal I mean they're just photos right I still have the memories in my head yeah maybe I'm just consoling myself I don't know but uh, I am a little bit upset that the Apple genius was so adamant that my photos would get backed up so sure of herself you know without any question and it's really frustrating when they don't know what they're talking about but in conclusion after my many experiences with Apple, they don't know what they're talking about. So don't trust them. Do not trust Apple Store geniuses, all right? It's on you to back up your data. Okay, I don't blame them for that. That's on me. Uh, so make sure you always back up your photos and all that stuff. But if you have questions, they never come through. They're always wrong. So many times. I, like not even, not even like complex stuff, like simple stuff. I've, I've bought... Um, extra long uh, iPhone cables for charging my phone with. And even then they got it wrong. Like I asked them if they have this brand and this model and they're like, no, we don't have it. And then I go over to the wall of, of accessories myself and I find it there. And I'm like, you just told me that they don't have this model. And it's right here. And, and they're like, oh, okay, I guess we do have it. And then I asked them questions about this particular model and they're like, they don't even know. They don't know what they're talking about, man. It's super... So irritating. He's got them geniuses. They should call themselves Apple idiots. 
Anyway, look, the only saving grace is that the person who served me was very nice. Okay, so I'll give her that, and I told the manager that, and I hope I don't get her in trouble because she was very nice. I'm always doing this shit. I'm always, like, getting mad and taking it back. Although, in this case, I wasn't that angry because, like I said, I knew I should have backed it up. If I really cared that much about the photos, I would have gone home and backed it up. So, I don't know. Weigh it up. Did I win or lose? I don't know. I won. I got a new phone, but I lost all my memories. It's like total recall. Lost all my memories. Uh, so that's the bad news. All good. I don't know. I got a new phone. Anyway, that's the what I consider bad news. The good news is I got passed at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. So the Comedy Cellar is basically the best comedy room in New York. And therefore, in many ways, it's probably the best comedy room in the world, right? Because New York is like the... Mecca for stand-up comedy. And I think, it, I think it is. I think it lives up to its hype. It always has cool drop-ins from famous people. Um, I've got a cool Amy Schumer story from the first time I went down to the cellar uh, a couple years ago when I had been doing comedy for like a year. I went down to the comedy cellar to get Todd Berry, to watch, to see Todd Berry. And the cellar is always sold out. Uh, so I didn't have a ticket and I asked the security guard like, hey, do you mind if I go in and I, I, I've, I come from Malaysia. I just want to say meet Todd Berry. Is that OK? And the guy let me in. The security guard, big guy, he just let me into the, into the room. And when I was back, I was standing in the corridor of the comedy cellar. Uh, Amy Schumer was there and uh, she said to me, I was holding a notebook. And she was like, oh, are you on? She asked me if I was on tonight. And I said, no, I'm just hoping to meet Todd Berry. And she looked at me like, oh, I understand. And then she went in to get Todd Berry for me. So this was like before she kind of blew up. Um, I would say, I think it was like 2009 or 8. It was the, no, 2012 or 2011. It was the year I went to, um, I came to New York to do the New York bar exam to try to, um, you know, pass the bar exam so you can become a lawyer here. Um, I, yeah, I came from Australia. And then Todd Berry came out. So Amy Schumer got Todd Berry come out and I got to speak to him a little bit and I said I was a big fan and he said, oh, thank you. And I, I think we were talking a little bit about that, about I was from Malaysia and then he said, Oh, I have a bit about Malaysia. And I, I, I told him I knew, I knew the bit he was talking about. So I, that's the first time I met Todd Berry. Um, oh, and then, and then I met Todd Berry again, like a couple years later when I was in Montreal and he remembered me. And now, like, I guess we're on first name basis now because he knows who I am, which is cool. So, you know, sometimes meeting your heroes is fine. And um, Amy Schumer, super cool to help me out with that. Anyway, so I got passed at the cellar. So what happens is uh, you need someone to vouch for you. In my case, I got, I called in a favor from uh, Mr. Bill Burr and um, he gave me the booker's email address and uh, it, it wasn't a guaranteed thing. I still had to audition for her. So she scheduled an audition. And what happened was the first time she scheduled the audition, I read the time wrong, but I read it wrong as in I came on a, I came a week before I should have. So I was like, I made a mistake, but like early mistake, not like late, you know what I mean? Which would have been worse. So I came early by a week and 
I caught her just as she was leaving and she said that, no, it's not today. It's next week. And I said, oh, that's fine. I made a mistake, but that's okay. I'll see you next week then. And she said, okay, I'll see you next week. So we confirmed it again for the following week, the following Friday. And we confirmed it. And so on Friday, I show up and the manager told me that the booker had left, the person who I had been in contact with. So I wasn't on that night. And I was. she asked me if I was sure I was on. And I was like, yeah, definitely on tonight. Uh, I confirmed it. You know, it's, it's definitely this date. And she said, well, well you know, so-and-so isn't around anymore. So she left early. So you should, you're not going to be on tonight. So I went back again. I sent an email out just saying, uh, hey, I, I showed up tonight at 12.45 a.m., which was the time that I was supposed to perform. Which, by the way, at 12.45 a.m. at the Comedy Cellar is fine. It, it's not a normal room. It's always a good room. You know, late shows are fine there. Everyone's always up for comedy at the Comedy Cellar. Um, I tell her I, I showed up, but someone told me that you had left early. And it turns out I didn't make a mistake, but... Um, in New York, you're supposed to confirm the day before the gig. Like, you have to confirm it. Even if you've confirmed it before, the day before the gig, you got to confirm it. And it, that kind of makes sense, I guess. You want to make sure everyone's in on it. But I'm just kind of used to, like, once the booking's in, the booking is in, right? Um, and you only kind of reconfirm if you have to rearrange it, if something goes wrong. But anyway, so uh, she said, come back the next week. So I booked again the next week, and I showed up, and... Uh, um, she said, okay, yo, do you mind going on at this time? I said, that's fine. Uh, she said, Louis CK is going to drop in tonight, so you can, you might only get on at this time. I go, okay, thank you. And I, I sit down to watch the show and then she comes in halfway through the show and she's like, Hey, do you mind going on right now? Because I think she knew that Louis was going to come in and like bump everybody. So, uh, she, I think she was doing me a favor. So. I said, yeah, I'm ready to go anytime. So I got on. I did five minutes, really tight five minutes. It went pretty well. She gave me the thumbs up immediately. And after my set, Louis C.K. did his set. So I got to watch him. And as he was leaving the room, uh, Will Savince, who was there that night hosting the show, he also he introduced me to Louis. And uh, I shook his hand. And I met him before once. Anyway, I shook his hand. And he, I told him, like, hey, uh, I just got past like five minutes ago and he said, oh, congratulations. Uh, wish you all the best. So that was a nice little way to wrap up the night. Okay, before I forget, um, I just want to shout out to all the people who sent tweets in. Uh, Brown, uh, you know who you are. He tweeted in to tell me that the radiators want a problem. He's been listening since the very beginning when I was doing this podcast like once every four months. So thanks for keeping me in your subscription. Uh, tweet me any more questions you got uh, so you can send me an email through my website ryanchang.com uh, contact me uh, if you got any questions for me or my sister who is a medical doctor uh, any medical myths you want to bust uh, I can uh, see if she can answer them uh, what do, let's see what I can talk about right now oh yes I know Mr. Mr. Donald Trump, he's been in the news a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I came to America really hoping to participate in Obama's America. But I think I came just in time for Donald Trump's America. <laughs> um, and I hope you realize how disappointing that is. That's like buying season tickets to Miami Heat 
just before LeBron leaves. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really, I found Obama really inspirational. And I was really hoping to move here before and experience some of that hope and change myself. Um, but I guess the universe has to balance out all that positivity with negativity because, man, America has swung the other way, you know, with this Donald Trump thing. I mean, I think that a lot of people aren't necessarily, like, angry. Sorry, I don't think they necessarily like Donald Trump or what he's saying. I mean, there's a lot of people who do, but I think there's a lot of people who don't like the negativity and the racism, but they, as much as they enjoy the fact that he is like breaking the system, right? Because everyone's kind of sick of the system with the politicians and all that and say everyone's going like, yeah, fuck you. We're getting Trump in and he's going to break the system, which is, I guess, I can understand that logic. The only problem is everyone seems to be forgetting that after Trump breaks the system, we're all going to have to live in... We're still going to have to live in that system. Right? We're still going to have to live here. So, you know, I can imagine everyone who is whining about the system now and wants Donald Trump to break it. And they're going like, yeah, fuck these politicians. That's what you get for messing with us. We're going to elect someone who you have no control over. Um... I can imagine these people like in four years time or even less, maybe three years in America and we're all living in like a Mad Max post-apocalyptic dystopian future and we're hunting cats for food. And <laughs> when that's going down, you know, people start going, hey, you know what? You know what I really miss? I miss the system. Remember how good the system was? Yeah, the system wasn't that bad <laughs> compared to what we got now, which is um, anarchy. The guy selling, the guy selling like steaks at his press conference. I think he just won Michigan or Mississippi or something. There was some, uh, there was some uh, primary elections today, and he won it. Trump won it, and he started selling like Trump brand steaks and like merchandise. <laughs> He's selling merchandise on his campaign trail. He's doing a stand-up tour. That's all he's doing. He's just doing a stand-up comedy tour of America. He's going off the cuff, right? He's, he's got his bits, the wall, the, the uh, China is killing us. He's just doing a stand-up comedy tour. <laughs> I don't know. Is he saying anything? He's not saying anything. All his policy ideas, he's like using the secret. Yeah, all his policy ideas is just positive thinking. Right, just trying to send it out in the universe. Like we we're gonna build a wall. We're gonna make the Mexicans pay for it. How? They're gonna pay for it. It's gonna happen. The Mexicans are gonna pay for it. And you keep saying that like a couple hundred times a day. And you know what? You keep sending that out into the universe. And yeah, eventually <laughs> everyone else starts going, yeah, you know what? I think the Mexicans are gonna pay for this. You even got Chris Christie. The straight-talking, no-bullshit guy, he goes from, how are we going to do this to, hey, you know what, I think the Mexicans are going to pay for this. Even he's saying that. Mexicans are going to pay for it. 
like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. It's, uh, it's weird. It's scary. It's great for my job, I guess. Right? We can talk about Trump every day. But uh, I got to tell you, man, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a limit to how much Trump you can talk. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's end this one on... Um, uh, oh, yeah. To go, once again... Golden State Warriors in the news. I'm not going to talk so much about the Golden State Warriors because I've been talking about those guys a lot. I'm going to talk about all this hate that they're generating because there's all these like old retired NBA players coming out of the woodwork now or already on television and they keep on saying like how the Golden State Warriors aren't the best team and how they would defeat them. Like, what's his face? Steven Jackson said that his, was it 98? Golden State Warriors or 03 Golden State Warriors will like defeat this team, no question. Are you kidding me? And like Barkley like saying how these guys aren't good. And thank God Reggie Miller came out and was like, hey, everyone's got to stop saying that this team sucks because they are a once in a generation team. This is one of the greatest teams of all time. And I reject the notion that all these old school guys would defeat them just because of the way they, their playing style is different or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't buy that. Like, they're playing great team basketball and they're shooting a lot of threes and people don't like that because they're breaking the game and they're playing it in a way which has never been played before. So there's a tendency for older players to just hate on the newer guys, I guess. I mean, I'm guilty. Oh, I try not to be guilty of that. You know, you got to respect people as they are. You can't just keep comparing them to like legends and going, yeah, well, these guys are good, but you know what? You know what? Charles Barkley... Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, we will crush these guys. We will crush these guys. I don't know. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. But it's just the way you guys are talking about it. It sounds a little bit like, you know, it sounds a little bit bitter. Like, why can't you just accept them for the for the great team that they are? I mean, they're, they're not playing against slouches. They're playing against San Antonio and, and LeBron and there's Durant and Westbrook. Like, this is a great time in the NBA. There's a lot of talented players. Chris Paul. Right, so yeah, they're no slouch, man. This team, this team is good. Would could they defeat Michael Jordan and the Bulls? That's a great question. If they went head to head with the current rules, new rules or old rules? Let's say, let's say. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. That's a tough one. Michael, Michael, the 90, 95 Bulls, 96 Bulls versus the current Golden State Warriors. That is a tough one. Oof. I don't know. Maybe give it to Jordan just because they have more experience. Like this, this Golden State team has been together for, I would say, in its current form, maybe three years. I guess Jordan's team was together for about three years as well. Jordan's team even had Steve Kerr. So there you go. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Who would win? Ah, oh, man, I'm just dragging this out. Um, I would think maybe, maybe, maybe Jordan by a little bit, just because it's Michael Jordan. But, I mean, there's Rodman, they had Pippen, they had um, Tony Kukoc, uh, they had Phil Jackson. So it's an, that team, 
Interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it to Jordan, but I tell you what, it wouldn't be a it would it would be a it would be a fight for sure. It wouldn't be a walkover. You know what I mean? Hmm. I hate thinking of hypotheticals though, because it's so pointless. Like trying to compare the two. It's like apples and oranges. Like how are you gonna compare compare? Yeah, I know I, I know I have an old bit about that, about apples and oranges. But anyway, how you like it's pointless to compare because you can't you can't, first of all you can't you you you'll never know the answer. And second of all, yeah, why compare, man? Just enjoy them for what they are. Just stop. I don't know. I don't know who will win, all right? But all I know is that Golden State is playing great right now, and we should all be enjoying the way they play, okay? And stop these old NBA players. You got to stop comparing them to, like, stop dissing them, first of all, and then stop comparing them to, like, old, old players of your generation and going, you would never defeat them, all right? You can't say that for sure. Um, all right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to that ramble at the end there. Uh, I know I was two days late on this. Um, we'll try to make sure it doesn't happen again. Thanks for listening. Peace out, you guys.